This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. gentlemen and a very warm welcome to the wednesday week the sheffield wednesday podcast i'm lord hillsborough and with me on the line first of all we have mr marriott jamesy or bean how the chuff are you hello 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 oh sorry i've, I've, I've said that wrong we now have to say the original uh, the world's longest running the most fantastic sheffield wednesday podcast is that correct jay i would say all those things <laughs> are accurate and true yes <laughs> And also on the line we have Mr. Davies, Richie, hope being how that show for you. Good evening, my lord. It's 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 good to have you back. We're not supposed to you for a, two or three weeks, I don't think. I've been a busy, busy boy. Uh, I would like to apologise for last week's was missing um, a, a podcast as well, which is unusual. Uh, James was away, and well, when James I was goes on away, holiday. Well, I say holiday, not really <laughs> holidays. Uh, it was, what it was, are these? It was things? it was minus five in Hamburg and it snowed and anyone that's been to Hamburg will know I was I was literally <laughs> the apartment that I was staying in is on the Reeperbahn which is it's a red light district but it's actually it's just a bit like West Street but bigger and lots of clubs uh, and so you can imagine there are a lot of very drunk people watching them trying to get around in the snow was hilarious I, I would have paid <laughs> double rent just to sit at the window and watch it was fantastic <laughs> And I know how James spends his, his holidays yeah. watching drunken people. Yeah. In, in a red light district, yeah. <laughs> Is that why I went on holiday with Vic that time? And then wearing a bikini. Let's not talk about that. I was proud of you, James, in that, James, in that picture. I thought you looked quite attractive and you had fluffed up very nicely. <laughs> I'm not rising to afraid. it. Oh, that's a bad oh, well, you, phrase, wasn't you it? You did that? already, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad choice of words. 
<laughs> um, right then, legends. So let's crack on with some Wednesday speech, shall we? Obviously, we're not going to go back too far. We, we know what happened with Barnsley. Uh, Derby was great, of course. It was fantastic, and I'm sure it'll wind into the conversation later. But let's start with Swansea, shall we, chaps? Uh, because that's a recent-ish sort of game. Um, were you happy I, with the results? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Before before we get to this, can we just dwell on Derby for a minute? Because I agree, we shouldn't talk about Barnsley, but. Derby was the one shining light of the last week and a bit. So even if we don't even need to say anything, maybe we just take a moment just to kind of you know dwell in the in the glow of the gloriness that was. I I wasn't even there, so I don't really know. Yeah, but you know, after we all said and we did it on the podcast, didn't we? We went down the line. Do you think we'll get anything out of it? No, 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 no. And of course, Sheffield Wednesday. So we uh, we go and win. So if we just just let's just take a, a moment, respectively just to uh, wallow in the greatness that was that game. <laughs> is this where we go quiet now? Is that, yeah. is that what we're doing? Just, yeah, yeah, contemplate. It's a bit of self-contemplation. It's, you know, it's important. I often self-contemplate, though. Is that, is that what you mean? Get those pits in your head. Think about Lucas Zhao. You think about Zhao in your head there? Have you got that image of no, him? No, funnily enough, not currently. He's <laughs> just about to... Not self-contemplating. He's just about to pull that right trigger. Where's that ball going? It's in the back of the net, Rich. Can I missed the second it? goal. I missed both of them. <laughs> yeah, I missed second goal. I was, I was having a piss, so I missed it. <laughs> so, you weren't at the, the derby game, Jay. Um, no, I what, was... What was the other match that you missed this season? Yeah, all right. That was um, that was the game at home to Reading in the Cup. Is that the one that we also won two? No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We oh, did, there's yeah. a pattern appearing then. Three, <laughs> Stay away! Three, Stay three, away! One, one, one. That one, yeah. There is definitely a pattern emerging. Just, I, I attempted... Just... I know we're jumping ahead here, but I attempted for the Millwall game some kind of weird sort of superstition thing because on the train, on my way back from Manchester Airport when the derby match was taking place... Uh, by the way, trying to follow a game on Twitter or when you're on a train going over the Pennines is not much fun because you don't get very Doesn't good reception. No. So um, there's a, there's a, by the time Twitter actually connects and it refreshes, you've got a lot to catch up on. Um, but I was wearing a, a hoodie that I'd bought while I was in Hamburg. So I've decided this must be my lucky hoodie. So I wore it again on Tuesday night. Um, and um, it's definitely not my lucky hoodie. So um, <laughs> there we go. That was a really crap story. I apologise. You didn't take off at half time, did you? You weren't too warm or anything at all like that? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> We, we, we were you know, just the, the derby game, it was lovely. And, and how nice was it to have a, a nice, relaxing football match as well? I mean, it's it's unusual, all that. It's certainly completely unexpected, uh, as, as we mentioned there. But it was just nice, weren't it? It, it was just oh, fantastic. But <laughs> then everything else happened after that, which brought us back down to earth again. Um, so, first of all, Swansea. Um, the return of Carlos, first of all. I, I thought Carlos was received very well by the Wednesday nights, wasn't he, chaps? I know we don't want to talk about Carlos too well, much, but I, I did think it was nice. I, I, I got in as usual just before kickoff, and I wouldn't have even known that we were playing the team managed by our former manager. I didn't hear any reaction for him at all. I, did, I don't know whether I, don't I, I, don't know whether I missed it. I, I, no, apparently there was a bit of a reaction, you know, fans giving him a high five and stuff when he got off the team coach and stuff. But that's, to be fair, that's probably engineered by BT Sport. Uh, if anything, they probably went down and told fans, "Oh, will you, you know, try and give him a high five, see what happens," um, and you know, offer to give them like a chupa chups lolly in return or something. Um, so <laughs> really, yeah, I missed out on a chupa chup. You did, you did. I'm afraid oh, so. Shit. Yeah, sorry. 
Um, what did you tell me? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear anything. I didn't hear any. Um, it didn't get any stick. Um, I, I was I was ready to go on a chorus of you can stick your effing Carlos up your ass if we took the lead, <laughs> see whether I could get that going on the north, but um, that situation never came round unfortunately. Um, in fact, the only the only time where it ever kind of um, had any impact on me at all was when at some point the Swansea fans sang for about about four and a half seconds a chorus of. Um, Car, Car, Carvajal's Barmy Army and I'm like firstly you call him Carlos secondly his surname is not pronounced Carvajal that's what people on the TV <laughs> that don't know anything say um, so that rattled me a little bit but apart from that I mean it was it was a bit of a damn did, script did, wasn't it the return of did, Carlos they did, did have a bit of a Carlos had a dream at one point they sang that uh, but did, I couldn't oh, really tell the words you know yeah they sang it uh, first half thing but, but when he came out I think the teams came out and he followed them afterwards so all the kind of um, I suppose attention was dragged onto the teams, not onto Carlos. So he came out. Good. But obviously, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you saw at the end, James. He got, he got a really well received at the end when he went onto the pitch um, and shook hands with everybody. And then as he walked off, the, certainly from the south stand, he got a really good reception. Uh, well, I, I, already, and, I, uh, I left with about 30 seconds of injury time yeah, left to got, go and... He got and, a really um, good reception from the south stand. To go and record a, a post-match video for BT Sport in return for a Chupa Chups lolly. True story. Yeah. <laughs> I must admit, uh, BT Sports were uh, hamming up the return of Carlos, shall we say. And, and Carlos himself was as well. His, his post-match, obviously, he mentioned um, returning to Wednesday. When they do the little VT bit, he was walking down the um, the bowels of Hillsborough, if you like, and he, he sort of faked to go into the, the home dressing room instead of the away dressing room and pointed his fingers the wrong way. Oh, silly me, all that kind of thing. Um, so Carlos himself was sort of hamming it up. And I think... It, basically, all the post-match on the TV was about Carlos. Uh, Josh got a very sparse mentioning um, when it came to the actual TV element of it all, and it was all built around this this return of Carlos, which put me off a little bit, if I'm honest. It, um, it really wasn't great. Uh, as you say, Carlos, at the end, there was videos of him on the telly as well. That he actually went into the stands, he was shaking hands and all that kind of thing. And uh, he was actually on the, the pitch for his post-match interview, which, again, Jos wasn't. So it's just really, really weird. I, I think if I was Jos, I'd feel a, a bit put out by it all. I, th- I think he's really Swans- though, is he? Swan- Swansea made more of a deal of him coming back to Hillsborough than Wednesday did. And I know probably, probably everybody will say that should, that should be how it'll be. But they, I thought they did it. I don't know if everybody saw that, that little video they did, that minute and a half or so of... You know, Carlos coming back and whatever, which I thought was really good of them to do it. You know, they didn't have to do that, but they did. And there was a really nice moment with, with him talking to a Wednesday fan at the end, an old guy whose birthday it was, and he just wanted to thank Carlos for, you know, for his what he'd done in his two and a half years with us. Um, and yeah, we didn't kind of put anything out. No, I, I don't really want to sort of bang on about Carlos too much, although I realise I am doing. Um, <laughs> but I think he's he's enjoying his 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 Premiership status as well isn't he he's, he's been sort of do you think he's hamming up the Carlotisms? do you think he did it for us with his meats on the fire and all that kind of thing because yeah I'm sure he is the ultimate media whore isn't he <laughs> like he's the one yeah. that the rest of us that you aspire that? to if you look at the difference between them right 
Um, <laughs> Jos is, I, I imagine that he, if he could get away with never doing another press interview ever again, he would happily take it. Like he does them because it's, you know, he's contractually obliged to do them. He doesn't like doing them. Uh, he doesn't make any particular effort to do them. He's quite friendly and, you know, amiable, but um, Carlos actually enjoys them. You know, he, he loves all the media um, attention and it, it's, it's right up his street, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But when it came to the game as well, shall we talk about the football for a minute, those chaps? That'd be nice to. Um, <laughs> I, I must admit, I wasn't. I know Swansea team wasn't sort of full strength or anything at all like that, but I was pleasantly surprised by the way that we we dealt with them. Well, I mean, first things first, which is that when our team selection came out, communally our fan base seemed to immediately write us off, um, and slightly turn on the manager saying that um, everything that he'd said in the in the media during the week about how the FA Cup's really important was, was rubbish because he was throwing the game by playing um, a, a weakened team um, or playing a, you know, a defensive team um, and, and you know, going out with the intention of, of, of getting a draw. And um, I, I, yeah, certainly in the pub, there were a lot of people that were kind of a bit sort of meh about the, um, the team selection and... Um, in actual fact, I thought that we were by far the more attacking team. Certainly in the first, you know, twenty thirty minutes, I thought we came out of the traps really, really well. Um, and Swansea didn't offer a great deal. I don't think there were moments where you, you kind of saw a little bit of quality from them that we kind of struggled to create, but not enough to really sort of endanger us. And yeah, there's a fair argument that probably should have had a penalty. Um, but, you know, we rode our luck a little bit and a um, couple of good saves from Dawson. But, yeah, I, I I think we were the better team. I really do. Yeah, the one save in particular, of course, we can't not mention that, that, that which again was made a massive deal. Of course, it was the, the biggest highlight, but that save from Dawson was amazing, wasn't it? On, on Saturday night, I, um, I was in the ball at Crooks and he was in there, uh, Cameron Dawson, and uh, we got talking to him. And uh, I said, what, what a great save it was. And he said, I just, all I did was just, I just stuck a hand, hand up at it. And I'm like, come on, it was, take some credit for it. It was a little bit better than that. So he, he kind of, he was re- really reluctant to take any credit for it. But the funniest thing he did, and it, 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 if he hears this, he'll hate this. Literally at the end of it, he got a, he got a pint and he put the, the glass down and dropped it. Completely. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say he dropped his pint. That would be brilliant. And he went to put it on the side and dropped it. He turned around and looked at us in the pub, just looking at him. We were all like gobsmacked. And the irony of it wasn't lost on him. He just burst out <laughs> and, just, and walked out the pub and left. That's and that was fantastic. it. Fantastic. It was, it was one of those moments I really wish I got on. on <laughs> Which, the really, that's the best thing I've heard all week. That's, that is brilliant. <laughs> it was hilarious. Brilliant. So. And he took it in good, good stead. When We've got the title stuff. of the podcast right there. Cameron Dawson <laughs> drops his pint. There we go. <laughs> Even the, uh, the, I mean, the chap that, I forget his name now, but the uh, the chap that, that, that headed the ball um, for the shot, if you like, if you watch the clip afterwards, you can hear him mouthing, how did he save that? Which, uh, again, brilliant. And it wasn't the only save he made, of course, but it was a, a cracking, cracking save. Um uh, playing Atty as well from from the off. I thought Atty had a decent game. Am I on my own with this? I, I thought he. Nah, he, he was great. He was great. Some... Yeah. Can't, can't Would you say possibly is, he could have been the saviour of Sheffield Wednesday football club? No, he's been fucking nah. shocking recently. I think you're talking. He's about been shocking. Out, you really are. 
Yeah. <laughs> he, he's. I, I wonder whether or not with Dave that he is um, the uh, the kind of the definition of when a player is playing for a contract. He he has played some decent games of late. Yeah, but, fair play. Know, he he's been. We've said this before. He's he's been pretty terrible for about two and a half years now, um, and he's all right. He's scored no, a couple he of goals of of late, but you know he's realised the party's about to end. You know, it's only got until. Whatever it is, May, June, July, when his contract's up, he's 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 got to make a good impression before then. I did say a couple of times on Saturday, I said we're really going to have to consider giving this guy a contract, aren't we? And then I'm thinking, no, he's just playing for it. No, he's of course we're going to have to give him a contract. It's not his fault that he's not been playing, is it? It's uh, if he's been playing all that time, then maybe we'd have, we'd have seen this for the last. It kind season. of is his fault that he's not been playing, though, isn't it? Because he was <laughs> no, playing, but he wasn't scoring goals, so he went out and bought better players who were scoring goals. That's why he wasn't playing. So it's kind of his fault yeah. that he wasn't playing. I don't know. I, I, I think I, I, I see the good in Atty. I, I, I purposely look for the good in Atty, whereas other people seem to look for the bad. But there wasn't a great deal of bad to uh, to take from that game, I didn't think. Um, I thought it was fantastic. No. Um so very very pleased. Can I can I give you my uh, really good from the Swansea please? game? Uh, and this is from my kind of half drunken notes that I scribbled into my phone afterwards. Um, because I, I, after the game, I, I was I was really really pleased. I thought it had been a really solid performance, and we were probably unlucky not to win. I mean, I'm not saying we particularly had any hugely clear cut chances. You know, Adam Reach certainly had a chance early on in the in the, in the game, and there were a couple of other decent chances. Um, but what I really liked is that on paper it looked like a very average Wednesday lineup. It didn't look like that good a team. You know, Atty knew he up front on his own with Wallace playing behind him or Reach playing behind him, however you wanted to interpret it beforehand. You kind of think that's not that's not going to be a a team that's going to you know we'll probably get we'll probably create one half decent chance through the whole game. And of course it turned out that we we played some some decent stuff against it. Certainly wasn't a, a weak Swansea team and there's no way that Carlos wanted to be embarrassed by us um, and I kind of thought then that maybe this is just the first signs that we've got here that, that Jos is really starting to get to know the the players and he's taken his time and he's soaked it up and he's worked with them on the training pitch um, and you know he started to sort of make his his changes and I thought Saturday was and I'm ignoring Tuesday night when I say this, Saturday was um, the 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 first kind of point where I really thought, actually, what Yoss has done here is he's created a team. We're playing as a team now. It's not about which individuals are particularly good. It's 11 players that are all kind of playing for each other and know what their role is within the collective unit. And I was really impressed with that on um, on, on Saturday and came away with um, with a real kind of, you know, warm, fuzzy feeling in my, uh, in my tummy, thinking, um, you know, this guy's just... He's just starting to create something now. He's just starting to to learn what he needs to learn about his his players, to find out what he needs to know about them, to know how to get the best out of them. Because he he did. I thought on Saturday we we got you know a good performance out of generally not. I, I'm not going to call them average players, but they're certainly not you know at, at the top end of our squad either. I think that was fair, absolutely. Um, and I, I had a very similar feeling. I must admit, after the, obviously the derby result, and then after drawing with a, a, essentially a Premiership team, um, I was uh, glass half full again, chaps. I thought it was marvellous. Um, 
last little bit, really, I don't know if you noticed or if you watched back to the highlights or anything at all like that, but obviously when Carlos did come on the pitch um, at the end of the game, he was obviously shaking hands and all that kind of thing. Um, he went to shake hands with Zhao, and Zhao didn't seem too pleased to be shaking hands with Carlos. Did you, did you chap see that? Uh, I didn't see that, I must admit. I didn't see that. Yeah, I just wondered if Xiao had a bit of a point to prove to Carlos. And uh, I, I, after the derby result, obviously, I, I thought he, he he would have loved to have uh, uh, sort of stuck one in after that. But, yeah, so after you've had your good feeling, Jay, and uh, everybody was on Cloud Cuckoo, uh, then came Millwall. Um, <laughs> mm. And uh, I assume that you were at this one, Jay, and that um, again, clearly yeah. it's your fault that everything went wrong here. Well, you would assume wrong because I wasn't at Millwall. <gasps> um, ah. uh, like a lot of Wednesday then. fans, I watched the first half of it, uh, but not the second half. <laughs> and there'll be a number of Wednesday fans that know what I'm talking about when I um, when I say that. Um, yeah, no, it was. I had a few mates that were um, that were there, but I wasn't. So um, yeah, I, I, the, I, the insight I'll give you is, is, is minimal. I've just had a, a text from a friend of mine that was there, and he's put, and this is his exact words. On another note, Millwall was utter dog turd. That's his. That's his uh, humble opinion. That's my <laughs> friend Josh. And that that seems to be what a lot of fans are, are, are saying. And that, you know, fans that are there, fans that travel down to London, right? A, a mate of mine texted me earlier, um, saying, you know, did you go last night? I'm after some, you know, an honest kind of uh, feedback from someone because everyone just seems to be kind of losing their shit over it a bit. I'm like, I didn't. If if I had have travelled all the way to London and, um, and and seen it, then I'd probably feel aggrieved and want to have a good old whinge about it. So, you know, I'm quite fortunate in the respect that I wasn't there because I, I'm, I, I'm probably going to do the opposite of what most people have done here um, and just kind of brush it off because it was just, we tried something, it didn't work. And... I used to, you know, I gave Carlos so much stick and so did other Wednesday fans about how rigidly he would not shift from playing 4-4-2. And I still insist now, if Carlos stayed as Sheffield Wednesday manager, we'd probably have gone down this season because he was not going to budge from playing 4-4-2 and it was not working. We played a variety of different ways of playing 4-4-2. We were playing Diamond, we were playing... But it wasn't working. Um, Yoss has come in and done exactly what we're all saying, which is we've got to find different ways of winning football games um, and he's trying something different you know it was whether you want to call it a five-five-zero, or I think it was more of a 3-4-3 three, three formation uh, with a false nine but you know what I think he's he's had a look at the players on the training field and he's pieced together something that I think in training has looked like it was going to work um, and they've gone out there and I think all of us when, when Pelopessi sticks that one in the back of the net we all think do you know what Yoss might just be a tactical genius here that has managed to put together this formation that works. In actual fact, what went wrong is a load of individual errors. And if we're honest, it was really a, a, an absolute horror show from you know Glenn Leuvens as the leader of the defence, who at the moment is not a patch on, on Daniel Padil as the leader of the defence. We gave the ball away more times than is really humanly possible for a football team to do in their <laughs> in their fi their own final third of the um, pitch. And when you do that, you lose football games. So 
For me, it was one to very much chalk down to experience. We tried something different. It didn't work. We'll not do it again. But, you know, let's not lose our shit over it. People that are saying, oh, well, I'm going to give him to the end of March and then he's going to have to go. Just stop for a second. Stop being an idiot and grow up. I, I kind of agree. Um, I pride myself on trying to I, I don't claim to be a football expert by any stretch of the imagination but I can generally see what a manager's trying to do I had no clue at all what Joss was trying to achieve with that formation I it stumped me completely when you look at it like when you look at well, yeah, it bemused me as well I'll be honest go on James let me, let me take you back to um, the it was the David Jones era Dave Jones when he was manager of Sheffield Wednesday and uh, we were you know I think it was our first season back in the championship and, and we were kind of like you know we were there or thereabouts in the bottom three and we were away at Hull it was a Saturday night game uh, and Hull were I think either second or top in the championship and everyone wrote us off like you know Hull were going to absolutely hammer us and and we played with a formation without a recognised striker we played with Mikel Antonio as our false nine and we won that game 3-1 I think in very dramatic circumstances including uh, if you remember it was the goal that was direct from the corner when Rita Johnson just basically kicked their goalkeeper into the back of the net and he was down injured for about <laughs> 20 minutes uh, but the ball had already crossed the line so it was a it was a goal that it was correctly um, it was correctly given um, and we won that game and we won it without a recognized striker and it was one of those things that every so often you try because you look at the players you've got and think this might just work and it does work and then sometimes you try it and it doesn't work um does it need us to go absolutely do, you know, do we do we need to lose the amount of crap that we're losing over it when just seven days before we put in a great performance against derby and at the time there were fans genuinely talking about whether we could catch up the playoffs and you know yoss being the second coming of the messiah you know he, he doesn't go from being that to being the exact opposite in the space of a week let's just get a bit of perspective on it it was a game that we'd rather have not lost but we did and we move on. I, I, I agree that um, I, I think the reaction has been overtanked a little bit, shall we say. Um, but I, I would just like to, to try and figure out what the thinking was behind it. Um, obviously, Jos was asked by Rob Staten, Staten, I'm going to learn that name one day, um, and quite very much actually about not having a striker on the pitch and uh, Jos said that obviously the strikers weren't 100% he had to protect his players etc 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 obviously we've seen Zhao against Derby and he was fantastic he took his goals brilliantly well Um, do you guys well for the want of a better word believe that maybe the strikers weren't just perplexed that we see Ross Wallace as as a, a striker to play him up there and I still can't get why Boyd Boyd is playing at the minute. He's just been atrocious recently. It's like it's like you've given a, a football to a man that's never played football. I just don't see anything from him. We, a friend of mine said the other day, we, "We've got him six years too late." When he used to murder, when he used to tear us a new one at Peterborough, he was great, but he just looks so many times. He's looked so off the boil, um, and and so just. Oh, and then we play them up front, and it's what's going on. I think I think what you said there could be applied to so much of our squad, though. 
can't it? You know, yeah, this, probably. This kind yeah, of, yeah. You know, this, yeah. This is the re- the recruitment policy that we've had, which I don't think anyone can argue with the fact that it's been proved to actually not be effective has been getting players that have been there and done it and thinking you know if, if you assemble a squad of players that have done it and got promoted before then you're going to get promoted and and clearly it hasn't worked but you know Boyd was a for, for a free signing he was a solid signing during the summer I, I, I thought and you're right it's not it's not happened for him I don't I don't think he's been terrible of of late but he's certainly not setting anything on fire and he's one of those players that just falls in that category of we, what we've done is just kind of given a player sort of his last payday, really, who's probably not got any great desire or any great... Um, yeah, desire probably is the word to get promoted because he's already done it. You know, it's not... It probably doesn't really matter to him. Um, but I, th- I, th- I think... I, I'm not sure that Boyd's particularly the problem. I think the, the issues that we've got at the moment are when we don't get the right combination of centre-halves, it tends to fall to bits. That's one of the problems. I think Glenn Leuvens is gone, and I think that we need to stop playing him because he's costing us points. Um, and I think that Morgan Fox is quite possibly the worst football that we've had at this football club for the last 20 years. Um, and oh, again, last night, they just... Oh, they hang just, on, hang on. They were flinging, they were flinging everything down the, the, the left-hand side because they knew he'd, Fox just he don't know what to do. He just stands there and just looks like... He honestly looks like he's <laughs> never played football before. He, he looks I, I, the I, most confused person in the world, almost to the point where I don't dislike him. I just feel really sorry for him. Yeah, I really think he's just thought... I, I just, you know, he, he probably kind of longs for a move. You know, maybe Hallam on a Tuesday night would probably suit him quite well he'd be all right with yeah. that he's no, just not he's not he's we've not got, up to this, this level <laughs> um and and they're kind of the problems where it's going wrong at the um at the moment and and, and i think maybe yoss knows that and he still sees you know defensively we are quite fragile still so when people look at it and say oh he's playing far too defensively i think i think this guy just sees the fact that you know, it, it 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 is. It's not a matter of us winning games. It's making sure the defense don't lose his games. And unfortunately, I think that's what happened. Yeah, I, 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 I although I couldn't read the tactics, um, I, I don't think that was a problem. I think, as you say, individual errors. The amount of times we gave the ball away in the front, in, in the area, it was just crazy today. And when you go back to to Lovens, I mean, I love Ben Lovens. I all Wednesday fans love that, surely by now. But yeah. it's kind of like that that. Right that, now. That, that fateful old dog that you've had for years and years and years and you know he's getting a bit old and it's time to take him out to the barn just like yeah, and shoot it yeah and put him out of his misery bless him yeah, I love him absolutely. so much and I want him to be remembered for what he's done and not for this season and it pains me to say it but I think he's had his day hasn't he bless him absolutely yes, I agree with that 110% yeah. Um, and of course, uh, there has been some positives from the uh, as well. We, we have to mention the Pelipesi strike because it was an absolute bonified thunder chuffer as well, wasn't it? It was a beautiful goal and his celebration after. How pleased was the chap? Did you see the, I think, the photographs? I think he's done some similar a couple of goals like that in. Uh, yeah. Was it Holland who was playing in or wherever? Um, he, he did something similar there, didn't he? So he, we know he's got it in his arm in his armory. So uh, yeah, it was a fair, fair old thunder chuffer, like you say. 
He's attempted a few whilst he's been on the pitch for us as well. I don't think this is the first one that's come off. Um, but uh, yes, I, 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 it was lovely to see. And the, the reaction afterwards, I just thought was fantastic. It, 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 a bit of passion. It was nice. I don't know if it was personal or for the club or whatever it was, but it was just nice to see a proper scream after you'd scored a, a really, 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 really spectacular goal. So fair play to him. Um, there has been some fans that have... Um, had their reservations, shall we say, about Mr. Bellapesi. Um, and I, do you guys think he's he's still maybe getting up to speed with the championship and, and obviously with speaking English and new managers and, and all that kind of thing? Uh, do, you, yeah, do you think po- we've got a lot more to see for him? Yeah. Possibly. Um, I, I think it's been a relatively unspectacular um, start to his Wednesday career. I don't think, other than the, the goal the other night, I don't think he's done anything that's made us think that he's... You know anything particularly outstanding as of yet, but you do get that sort of feeling that he is still just kind of getting used to the um, to the league. And what he doesn't tend to do, or, or or maybe hasn't, I think he maybe did in his first couple of games and hasn't done since, is he doesn't tend to make really silly sort of errors. Um, I, I think he's a fairly kind of no nonsense kind of um, kind of player in that in that defensive midfield role which is kind of what you want in the championship you want someone in that position that doesn't doesn't muck things up and can break up the um break up the play so um yeah i would say promising but unspectacular would be my review one month in <laughs> he's been caught in possession a few times he's, he's got a few wayward balls in him as well which I, I am putting down at the moment to sort of learn in the speed of the championship if you like but uh, yeah fingers crossed um, and all that kind of thing I, I don't want to judge the chap too harshly but uh, hopefully uh, it's all going to work out for the best uh, and of course finally from the Miller game uh, Mr Thornley um, obviously went down with quite a uh, uh, it didn't look much, did it, chaps, when, when he actually went down? Um, obviously, it did lead to a goal, which was unfortunate. But uh, he's, he's tweeted out his cell today saying that he's basically OK. Apparently, it's a concussion and, and bruising, um, again, from Rob Setting. Um But it, 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 it looked worrying, didn't it, at the time? I, I don't know what you chaps thought. I assume because of concussion, I believe there are FA rules to say that it's going to be he has to sit out for a while now, doesn't he? I, I, I don't know if it's days or weeks or, or what, but it's just another one on the uh, on the injury list, isn't it? On the injury list, yeah, exactly. Yeah, to join with um, Mr. Winnell with his uh, cruise ship to, that uh, was dragged out last week, week before, something like that as well. So, yeah, yeah, we've got all sorts of lovely, uh, <laughs> the busiest physios in the league. <laughs> Hello there, everybody. (laughs) Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary, maybe you've passed your driving test or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catchbar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 0114 232 6121. Right then, so um, let's crack on with some Wednesday news, shall we, boys and girls? Let's see if we can't... Uh 
pull this podcast around to something a little bit more positive. Uh, first things first, five-year season tickets have been announced. Do you guys think this is a cracking idea, or do you think it's a way for the club to get some money in sharpish? Yes. It's um, Rich, you've been in um, in steering group meetings where this has, has come up, mm. because in, in the past, when it's been raised, um, the, the, the chairman's been fairly unequivocal in saying no we'll not be doing that again that was a one-off thing yeah because did, yeah the way that this this works and, and I, I'll, I'll just kind of explain it the best that i know it is when you sell season tickets over um like you know a five-year season ticket the money that you get in you then in the accounts you have to spread over five years so there's no particular benefit in the immediate term for financial fair play something like the club 1867 thing where it's you're paying x amount up front for a plaque but then you're given a free season ticket when the club get promoted to the premier league that all goes in the accounts immediately so that was quite beneficial for financial fair play and that's why the chairman had said a few times and i'm not going to do the uh, the multi-year season tickets again because we don't really gain anything from it in terms of the um in terms of the accounts and in terms of financial fair play um lo and behold and um you know again i think you know we've got to we, we all said the jury was going to be out on her but you know we've got a chief exec that's come in um and I, I seem to have some kind of influence because after you know the chairman saying no i'm not going to do that um here we are now with an offer that i think a lot of fans have have, have asked for it's probably not the kind of the right season for this to come up because it's it's not got the quite the same positive feel around the place as, as the last couple of seasons have um but for those people that can afford it you know it it, it potentially saves an absolute fortune so um i, I suppose know, it's it's, it's double, double it's a double header on this i think it's like obviously somebody takes a five year let, let's say it's a no stand two and a half grand comes into the club obviously the club are trying to get as much cash in now as possible to kind of alleviate fair financial fair play etc etc um but also, I guess, look at it from my perspective. So I pay 555 quid for my season to get in an old stand. I could literally, give or take a few quid, pay that now for the next five years, which, you know, is um, not bad. In, and kind of to, to have a price freeze on your season for the next five years, if you've got the cash, is is a really good deal, to be fair. Do you, um, do you want to pay for mine, Rich? I said if I've got the cash. <laughs> <laughs> but you're... I'm just about one year season to get this year. Uh... Can't afford the five-year. Do you guys think it is sort of a genuine uh, something from the club to get people in the in Hillsborough? Because let's face it, when Hillsborough is full, when it's got people in Hillsborough, it, it is a different place, isn't it? It's 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 strange how how a full Hillsborough can affect a team. I think. Um, or do, do you think this is a sort of a, a genuine? Olive Branch from the club saying, "Look, if you we know that there's Wednesday fans out there. We know that there's Wednesday fans that are going to have season tickets for the next five years. Here's a, a, a fair old chunk of saving if you are willing to to make that commitment. And as Rich said, if you've got the the finances to to put that in place, because it, it it is a a, a good saving. It was work out something about eighteen pound a game or something like that, which is is yeah. not really that bad, is it? It has yeah. to be really. It has to be." Um... The, the club honestly doesn't um, benefit anything more from the fact that that people sign up for five years than if they did it year by year. Other than the risk of the fact that someone just goes, oh, "I'm going to have a year off this this year," at least this way they've they've committed to it. 
but um, it's not like you know if you pay two and a half thousand pounds for a, for a five year season ticket on the north. They, they can't just put that straight into the accounts. They can only put in £500 of that each year into the accounts for the next uh, five years. So so there's nothing to be gained from a fi- an accounting point of view in the immediate term to do that. So in terms of alleviating any financial fair play issues this summer, this really has very little impact on, on, on that whatsoever, really. He'd have been better off only offering £555 renewals this year and then maybe looking at it in 12 months um, in twelve months' time. So I honestly, having spent you know, several hours with various people talking financial fair play over the last couple of months, I'm not going to say that I'm any sort of an expert, but I, I do know the way that season tickets work and, um, and, and, and in terms of how the the impact it has on the accounts. And, and I honestly believe it is just something that the club's doing because they think... You know, maybe people will sign up for this, get them committed, even though there's no huge immediate financial gain for the club. No, I think it's a good thing. I, I personally think it's fantastic just to get people in Hillsborough, and and for anybody that takes that, um, your five years again, it's a it's a big old commitment as well. So so fair play to any fan that that takes that up. Um, obviously, it has also been announced that the as Rich mentioned, the early bird season ticket deals are for. 2018-2019 um, and the prices are frozen uh, again significant savings I'm just reading this from the website now with significant savings for young owls and the family enclosure and the grandstand in Hillsborough um, under 11s in the grandstand pay the equivalent of £1 a game with a new £23 season ticket which is brilliant I think it's and absolutely fantastic absolutely amazing yeah Can't really that, really good if you, if you go back to you remember when um, the first year of the um of the Chancery era. You remember there was that story in the papers about uh, the mum who wanted to take a child to the game and I think it was going to cost mm. me like £25 for a ticket for one game or something and yeah, we all yeah. kind of thought, oh God, that's not, it's not good PR and it wasn't great. You know, here you are, it's now a season ticket for that child what would cost less than what that one ticket would have um, would have cost. So um, I think that's that's brilliant and exactly what we need because we've said before you know we run the risk of falling a little bit behind you know shall we say other clubs in the area if our pricing is so aggressive that it starts making families think you know what we can't afford to go to Hillsborough so I'm, I'm really pleased that they've done something that really helps with that. Absolutely. And it's not just for the, I mean, that's that's the, the under-11s, if you like, but uh, again, looking at the under-17s as well, uh, in the family enclosure, we'll also see a reduction. Uh, again, read from from website now, paying £75, which works out at £3.26 per game for an under-17. So if you're a, a dad or a mum out there and you've got a, a six-year-old now, essentially, you can take them to Hillsborough for the next 10 years um, and it's if you're going anyway, um, then that, that five-year season ticket is looking very, very, very enticing. And if you know you can take your, your, your young one along for essentially a quid a game for the next five years and then only £3.26 a game for the next sort of five years after that, it, to me, that just looks as though when you really look into the family element of this club, and I think it's amazing because to me, football is going with me dad if you like. And and to a lot of people out there, it's the same sort of thing. I'm sure we all started that way. James, Rich, I, I, that's how I started. I assume that's how you started as well. What am I right in, in that assumption? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm fairly certain that when my dad was buying me um, a season ticket way back when, um, it was probably more expensive than 
the ones that are being put forward by the uh, the club regime now, which is um, you know is, is is quite something considering the fact that we'd probably say that the uh, the reputation that that Mr. Chancery's got is of you know milking every bit that he can out of us as a, as a fan base and that's not my personal comment but um you know that's that's kind of what the the reputation seems to be so um you know that's that's something pretty good absolutely so get your little owls up to Hillsborough and get them watching some football and then let Mr Chancery milk them when they get uh, to an age where they can oh, pay for themselves that no I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure about that <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, I may have. Uh, I could have phrased that better. Right. Good times. <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> There'll be no milking of the children at Hillsborough. I'm going to stop. Right, let's move on. Uh, so this is something that Jay brought up earlier, and and I had completely missed this, and I don't know exactly how I managed to miss this. But I mean, Jay, you mentioned that this uh, the 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 All Wednesday video. Uh, please do take over because I must admit I'm reading this now. This completely passed me by. You and me both. You and me both, brother. <laughs> Sorry, I was just getting another beer. I was away from the microphone then. Um, <laughs> yes, All Wednesday. So um, it is uh, a film that I think the... And I, I'm hoping one of you has actually got the news story in front of you and therefore will know more about I it. Have. than um, yes, Or I can have. tell me if I say anything that's, um, that's wrong. But the club have um, commissioned uh, a guy who is like a does kind of freelance filmmaking who's also a Wednesday fan uh, and he is the called next... Matt Exton Matt Exton that's the uh, the one he's basically going to interview uh, fans and uh, collate kind of old footage as well and put together a film it's called All Wednesday and it's kind of about what Wednesday means to us as fans really kind of sharing our respective stories um looking back through the history of the um of the club i assume it will also feature some of kind of like you know the present uh the present day you know movers and shakers within the uh within the football club uh, as well and manchester city are in the process of doing something similar and i think there's other clubs that have done something like this and it's a great move because if you think about you know buying like a season review dvd or something from the from the club is quite a kind of like no one really does that anymore you can watch all the highlights on youtube you know if it was a promotion year or something then maybe you think about it this is something that i can really see fans kind of wanting to own because it's something that you'll kind of keep and you know every so often you go back to it and just remind yourself we all have those kind of periods where you forget but but where you remind yourself just you know why you love this this club and why it means so much to us so um this sounds like a really good idea and i'm dead dead pleased that 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 wednesday have got on board and decided to do something kind of out of the blue really that 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 just seems to be a really fabulous idea it is it's positive isn't it that's that's something i really like about i mean james and myself i think we're we're of a similar age aren't we jay and i, I assume that our memories will be the same obviously rich is super old cheeky and, bastard uh, <laughs> that will come in Cheeky, get. So if, hey, if listen. Were... <laughs> if you if you two look as good as I do at your, at, your, at my age, then you'll be happy. <laughs> I really would. Um, if 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 you were to add your memories to this, Rich, we'll start with you. If you were to add your one of your favourite footballing Sheffield Wednesday type memories, what what would you put forward? I, 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 do you know my 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 memory that uh, and I, I've I've it's quite relevant to something. It's happening next week as well for me. It involves Wednesday, and James knows what this is. Yeah. So 
Um, as a as a kid, um, I was brought up on FA Cup finals with my dad. Every FA Cup final we used to sit and watch uh, without fail. And my dad one day once said to me, and my dad's my dad's from Swansea. Uh, he's a Welshman. Uh, he's not with us anymore, but um, he he he's it was Wednesday through and through. Uh, he came up here as a kid and. Uh, despite his links, um, t- took me to our first games at Hillsborough and bought season tickets, etc., etc. So my real special moment was in '93. Uh, he promised me he'd take me to watch Wednesday in the Cup final, and it never looked like it happened. Um, to the point where I think in about 1989, the football league centenary, when we went down to, to watch Wednesday at Wembley, that, that was that was what I thought about my early time to watch Wednesday at Wembley. And obviously we had we had a few trips after beyond that, but. I remember coming out of the uh, semi-final against United and um, I'd, I'd not sat with my dad that day. Uh, I was, what, 20, 21? So you, you'd gone past sitting with your parents at the football. So um, I, I wasn't sat with him, but I found him on the way out and ran towards him, giving the biggest hug I've probably ever given my dad, a 21-year-old kid, picking, actually picked my dad up because he promised me to take to the cup final and, and we kind of lived that out. So... I guess that, that's that's my standout moment, and that's why this all links into next week's trip to Swansea, which I which I'm going to make. Uh, I've got tickets, and I'm going. Um, so that them all all linked to my dad. All these memories, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Jay, do you have a particular memory that you would put forward for this? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I started following Wednesday. I've I've told the story a couple of times of of um, you know I, I, my first Wednesday game was actually when they got relegated from uh, the old Division One, the old top flight uh, against Nottingham Forest in nineteen ninety. Yeah. And then um, you know the first kind of two three years of of watching Wednesday were then kind of like unparalleled success really. And um, my first full season saw them get promoted and win the League Cup. And and actually, that's I mean that's great to watch in your first season, but it doesn't you, you could do with a few seasons of being pretty rubbish to really appreciate that because that to me just became quite normal. You know, the following season, um, we even on the last day of the season, we were in it with a shout of of, of winning the league. Um, so so maybe you know, kind of like the 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 kind of winning the league cup probably doesn't qualify for me because I didn't appreciate just just how important it, it was at the time those trips to Wembley in 1993 were, were were great but I I would pick out that that night in and I think it would have still been 93 but the night of seeing um European football at Hillsborough when Kaiserslautern played yeah, at, yeah. At, at Hillsborough um and that was a game I I'm not sure I've ever really experienced an atmosphere like it since um, you know the the Kaiserslautern fans. I think it was the first time I'd ever seen flares set off in a football stadium, and you know fans. And, and, I, and actually, I think that set the roots of of me ultimately falling in love with German football, which is is where I'm at at the moment. Um, and just just an amazing atmosphere, a, a great night. In actual fact, you know, a pretty good football match, some good goals. It didn't go our way in the end, um, but. Um, I did think then this. I need to remember this because I might not see Sheffield Wednesday play in Europe again for a long time. Uh, and I, you know, unfortunately, I was I was very right, and it, it could well be <laughs> it could well be could well be the only time in 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 my lifetime now that I get to see Sheffield Wednesday play um, in 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 Europe. So I'm glad a couple of times through that game I just stopped just to kind of take it in. 
um, and remember thinking, this is a special night. Um, and I was only a kid, but even now, I still remember just stopping those couple of times and just thinking, this is wow. Um, so, so that would be what I'd pick out. What, you what see, about you, I Lord I just thought that was normal at that time. It was like, oh, that's <laughs> it then. We're just going to be in Europe all the time now, aren't we? Um, how wrong I was. Uh, to me, I mean, my, my one of my most potent memories just recently is is the the, the playoff final. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds silly, but but travelling down to the match with my dad, uh, my sister in the car, um, my dad's mate Pete, um, who, who obviously when I was a boy, that was my football day it was my dad my sister my dad's mate pete and when we went down to hillsborough and we're all in the car together it was just it was like being 10 years old again um it was just amazing to sort of transport me back um to to being a boy so um just those memories and 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 having the family there and, and all that kind of thing it was just uh, I, I can't tell you what it meant and and that's why Obviously, the most recent announcement regarding the, the the cheaper seats for the kids and that kind of thing. I get your kids to Ilsra because they're the things that they'll remember when they're old, rackety old men like me now. Um, because they, they are some of the best times I've had with the family. It's it's going to Ilsra with my dad, with my sister, and with my dad's mate Pete. So um, get your dad, get your sister, get the kids in the car, and get your dad's mate Pete in the car as well, and uh, get yourself to Ilsra and watch some jumping football because uh, you'll remember it for a long, long time, and the kids certainly it, will as well. Funnily enough, it was my dad's mate Pete <laughs> that, that first took me and my dad to a match. There we go. Everybody's dad's got a mate called Pete, uh, yeah. and if they're any, if they're half as good as my dad's mate called Pete, they're a top chap as well. I tell you. Um, <laughs> right. So yes, um, looking forward to the vid, and obviously uh, we've just waffled out a few of our favourite sort of memories, and and I'm looking forward because everybody's got their own way of supporting Wednesday, which is why I try not to criticise people when they have their own way. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. So uh, good on you, Matt, and uh, hopefully uh, we're looking forward to seeing it soon. Uh, right, so um, a couple of, again, let's get back to some positive points. Uh, there's been a few um, pro contracts offered for some of our our younger chaps as well, hasn't there? Which is fantastic. You Obviously, Mr Thornley was offered a contract and accepted, signed a new contract. Uh, was it last week, week before? Certainly. Yeah, it was a three-year contract, we... wasn't it, I think? Absolutely. And they seem properly chuffed with it as well, which is, is good to see. And obviously this week, uh, Sean Clare and Mr O'Grady has also been offered new contracts as well, uh, pro contracts, which, again, is brilliant, isn't it? Because I think maybe, I don't know if you guys agree, but I, I know there's a reason that the youth have been playing in the first team just recently, but I just think it's really nice to see. I, I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I, I really like the fact that now we seem to be embracing the youth. And maybe it's a forced embrace, but get them in there and uh, from the chaps that have played I don't, nobody's I don't think let us down really have they? No I mean um, the, the, it was the same again on, on Tuesday night wasn't it with um, Jack Stobbs making his first start and we've talked about Stobbs before Absolutely. because it's like it's like three years I think since he first kind of came on in, in, in a sub in the last home game of the season uh, way back when under Stuart Gray um, and then sort of vanished and, and, and kind of never went anywhere it's, it's another one of these kind of points as well where it's you know we, we a lot of fans were screaming at Carlos you know give the youth a try because it's not working with the players that you're you're playing you know to be fair to Jos he's 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 really kind of he's embraced them um he's he's played them in a way where I think he's 
tried not to expose them too much to um, to any risk. And I guess what I mean by that is that rather than just throwing them all in at once, he tends to kind of play one or two and then give them a rest for the next game rather than um, you know really kind of exposing them to um, you know the the the, the harshness of playing week in week out in the championship, with the probable exception of, of of Thornley, who seems to have adjusted to it pretty well, and there's also been kind of more need there at the back than. Um, than anywhere else, um, and and you know I like that, and I think that um, it's yeah it's 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 really promising, and it's it's promising that they're playing. It's promising that as a club we've recognised the fact that actually these guys could be really good for us and and, and could do a really good job for us. And um, you know I felt I I, I did that um, Channel Five thing after the Barnsley game a couple of weeks ago, and that's like it's twenty seconds, and afterwards there were a few people that tweeted me afterwards, kind of thinking that I'd been a little bit dismissive and a bit disrespectful of our young players and I could see where they were coming from and that wasn't the intention but it was kind of like you know we really thrust these players in at the deep end and that's that's hard when you're playing scrappy championship games and 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 you know these players uh, rather than has been able to you know slowly introduce them into the team in, in the way that we might want to do we're just having to fling them in there because we haven't got that much choice um, and it's really hard for them and and I think they have done really well and you know this is not even kind of taking into consideration the two young goalkeepers that we've got about the place who've been fantastic this season so um it's just so many positive things to take from 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 that and i'm really pleased as a club that we're you know signing these players up to um up to contracts i'm sure lord h there might be one more youth player that you might quite like us to get Signed up to a new contract, maybe. <sighs> anybody, we, anybody we know? <laughs> I don't know if we're allowed to mention this, are we? Um, there Evan Dawson, been... we're talking. <laughs> yeah. There has been a very quiet rumour that Sheffield Wednesday again trying to get George Hurst back round the table, hasn't he? Um, which would be fantastic. Um, I don't know how true it is. Um, I don't know if it's just grabbing hold of wishful thinking anything at all like that I, I would I can't tell you how much I would love to see that I really really can't I saw, um, all, all I can tell you is I saw his dad in Nodders a couple of weeks ago um, I'd had a couple of drinks and I kind of gave him the I'm a Wednesday fan I know who you are but I'm not going to come up to you because I know you don't want me to kind of look uh, and he winked at me <laughs> and I take that to mean I, I took that to mean that George Hurst is definitely signing a new contract <laughs> That's why he interpreted that. A wink from, from David Hurst. Did you see someone posted? Um, he, he must have posted on his Instagram a, a, a photo this week. It was his birthday, wasn't it, George Hurst, or in the last couple of weeks? Um, and I don't know if you've seen the photo of him, but I mean, he's bulked up like huge. Really has, hasn't he's, he? Yeah, yeah, really has. Because I think it was uh, the big criticism of him was that he was quite slight and looked, you know, tiny. Uh, and maybe we compare him to his dad, who was always a bit of a bit of a unit wasn't it um maybe the beer more than anything but you know um (laughs) but yeah i mean he he looked in really good shape so um you know regardless of whether or not i don't know whether he's going to stay or go or whatever's going to happen and i think i think we all suspect that ship has has sailed but um clearly rather than just sitting and doing nothing while he's not been playing he's he's spent his time in the gym and he's been working out so fair play to the kid Absolutely, and if he does um, stay at Wednesday, which would not only make my century, it would also save me a fortune in tattoo removal, which would be brilliant because this thing on my back is, 
he's, he's still there. Chaps, um, so... you're going to have to put a little more work into it to get to, to cover this uh, <laughs> this new bulk he has to, to, to cover that as well. I'll just have to bulk out myself just to sort of stretch him out a little bit on the old right, like yeah. that. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, right, so Jay, the um, the customer survey or the fan survey, we'll call it the customer survey. Uh, I believe you've had some some results from that as well. Yeah, the results of this were announced on was it Saturday morning? I seem to think that I was like literally walking to the tram to um, to head down to um, to Hillsborough <laughs> when when this all started coming out. Um, so it was. I mean, to be fair, unless I've not checked, but I think the only results that they've actually revealed from the various questions was kind of the the million dollar question uh which was about you know do you want us to continue with the current level of investment and the current uh pricing strategy or do you want us to return to how it's been in the past and us sell all our best players paraphrasing but that's more or less what it what it said and, and it was quite a conclusive um result in in, in terms of continue with the current pricing policy and therefore the current investment policy. Um, and I think it's been a very clever exercise on the part of the club because what this actually does now is it shuts down the debate because you know any time now anyone raises this, then what what the club can say is look we put it to a survey we asked thousands of fans and you know whatever it was 70 odd percent all voted in favor of continuing with the current strategy and i don't want to sound negative about it i really don't but there was a really key line in the uh, statement from the club about this which i think has gone a little bit unnoticed in fact the whole sort of thing seems to have been a little bit glossed over but there was a real key thing in here it was the first time that they mentioned that this survey was sent out to supporters with a certain number of priority points ah. so the the points that you get for buying tickets to games you had to have a minimum number of points for you to be sent this survey now what i see from that is that the supporters who can't afford to go now uh-huh. weren't asked they they don't have yeah. a voice in this and and so i kind of think my fear here is that we've just now kind of got a two-tier fan base so we've got fans that can't afford to go now and weren't given a voice but will be told by the club well you know everyone voted in terms of continuing the way we've got it now so what it's kind of just saying is you guys forget it go just go somewhere else now because you you you, you you're not you're not going to be involved in the future of this of this club. I know that's been that's taken it to the nth degree and been super dramatic. But when I first read it, uh, it's just kind of how it how it felt because every time the debate comes up now, the club can shut it down. So you know what? It's a very clever strategy, and I think it has uh, fulfilled the club's aims very very well. Um, but I'm just not sure that I like it that much. I, I must admit, I do agree, Jay. Um, I am in a situation at the moment where I can't get to Hillsborough as much as I would like due to work commitments, um, family commitments, etc., etc., etc. I did not receive the survey. Um, I have made my feelings clear uh, more than one occasion on the uh, the plight of the family and the plight of the working man, which I do think the club are, are trying to address. Obviously, with the the most recent season tickets, uh, especially with the kids and things, which is is brilliant. I don't know, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I think we're in danger at the moment of, of separating the fan base to, to those that can go and those that can't. Um, the amount of times I see on Twitter, 
um, things like, well, you can't have an opinion because you didn't go to the match and those sorts of things. Um, I do watch every single match on the full match replay on iFollow. So I, I, I sat again today through the Millwall match so I could speak about it on this evening's podcast, which I must admit takes a certain level of commitment when you know what's going to happen, um, just so I can try and watch it and again try and figure out what on earth those tactics were. I still couldn't do it, by the way. Um, and, and I do think we are in massive danger at the moment of splitting the fan base, and I, I don't like it personally. I think it's 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 difficult and it's dangerous, and the, we're all Wednesday, aren't we? The, the club are trying to achieve again through this video. Um, and those sorts of things, I think, is in great danger at the moment. I really, really do. And there are a lot of Wednesday fans out there that, A, have work commitments, B, have family commitments, C, can't afford to go to football games, and it doesn't make them less Wednesday fans able to have an opinion. And I think it's difficult. And I am in that category at the moment. I, I do watch every football match. I do follow as, as closely as I can. I, I I have an opinion on what's happening with Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. Should I be able to have one? Is the question. And there's a lot of people out there that feel the same. Yeah, and I get that. You know, I'm I'm one of those that, you know, to to today I um. It's not very often that I look at my kind of um priority points because I just kind of know that I I always tend to fall in the first kind of bracket. But you know, I've got something like eight hundred and seventy or something um priority points which means that you know in terms of being a Sheffield Wednesday fan I'm 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 right sort of up there but I, I would absolutely agree with you that I, I think that you know football is it, it was always designed to be a game for everyone and um it's not this is not just a Sheffield Wednesday problem by the way you know this no, is right course. across the, the English in, in English game and it's actually probably right across all the leagues including even down to kind of the National League where it's you know, some some of the clubs in the national league charge twenty pound, twenty five pound a ticket to their games because they're doing the equivalent of what we're doing. They're you know trying to get every penny into to make a place to get into the football league. Um, so you know, right across the game, we've 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 got this problem. And I must say, you know, since since the survey came out, fair play to the club in terms of the the way that they've adjusted the season ticket prices to try and help families in particular, which I, I think does deserve um, credit. But absolutely. Someone made a, I can't remember what it was, but been a couple of tweets recently that that, that people have, have have made, and um, one was about the fact that you know Premier League footballers, there was someone that signed a new contract at you know three hundred grand a week or something, um, and yet his son's not been able to to play, his his team's not been able to play for the last five weeks because the the pitch is in such a bad condition. It's like grassroots football. The funding for that is just shocking. It's just terrible and the, you, know, you, you, you hear stuff all the time you see stuff in the, the media all the time that just makes you think it, the game's just kind of gone you know it, it, it is it, it's not it's never going to be what it what it used to be when we first started following it and part of me is, is disappointed in that even though I'm one of the, the few that I'm quite fortunate that I you know I go to most games and I can do that I've got you know the disposable income I've not got the commitment of kids and I can I can afford to do that um but it doesn't mean that I, I feel any less for those fans that, you know, maybe used to be able to, to, to go a heck of a lot more and now feel a little bit cut off by it. And I think that really sucks. And that's, as I say, I'm not, that's not a, a direct criticism of Sheffield Wednesday, but it is a direct criticism of football in this country right now. I, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. I appreciate it, Jay. 
are you of the opinion that those fans can't have as much of an opinion about the club as you? Not, no, not at all, not at all. And um, I, it annoys me as much as it annoys you when you hear fans saying, "Oh, were you at the game?" You know, I, th- I think that's really, really silly. As if you know, if you don't go to, um, you know, when it comes to talking about actual, you know, the performance on the pitch, I get the fact that you know, fan, fans yeah. that were there are always going to be able to pass a little bit more judgment. You know, I, I, I tweeted after the Derby game last week and my first words there were, I, I wasn't at the game tonight, but from what I've heard um, and, and, and kind of, you know, made that sort of point. But uh, the, the idea that fans that don't go should have any less say about the future of the club is, I think, nonsensical because... Um, you know, we ultimately we want to get as many people in the ground as possible, and we've you know, it, it is about engaging people and making you feel more engaged. And I think asking the fans that already come and pay the prices that they already pay, are you happy to continue paying these prices? You kind of the chances are you're only going to get one result back there, aren't you? And I, to be honest, I didn't answer the survey because I wasn't comfortable with picking either of those options. Because no, I get I'm, why the I'm club you, said James. I didn't. You know, we we the club obviously want people to say we want to continue with the current pricing structure, and and I get that, and I really do, and I don't think it's the club's fault that financial fair play is an absolute twat. It's not the club's fault that that price in the Premier League are so ridiculous now that that clubs in the Championship have to spend ridiculous amounts of money to even have a chance of of, of getting there. But I also hate the fact that you know there are. The, the 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 you know the the kind of the working man and that's such a broad phrase isn't it but the working man is priced out of second tier football in this country that sucks that's just stupid um and i've i've made this point before and some people will probably say well you know, it's not relevant cuz it's a different country i've just come back from watching a game in um in in germany second tier football in germany the ticket was 13 euros 50 which is about 11 pounds and that's for an adult ticket, no discounts or anything like that. It's a full price adult ticket, and it cost me about eleven, just over eleven quid, for the ticket. Um, and you know, that's I, how how do you put those two things in in, in context? You know, it, it's it, it just reminds you of just how broken the game is over here. Yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing. And, and the last thing I would want to see is Wednesday fans getting on Wednesday fans because of the situation in British football, shall we say, at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for that, Jay. I really appreciate that. It makes me feel a bit better about just watching the games instead of being at the games. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, right, chaps, do you have any other Wednesday news for this evening? No, is that uh, is that all our Wednesday no, news spent? No. We're, we're all spent. Well, we're there was just spent. The, the only other thing that I was going to mention, which completely contradicts everything I've just said, actually, was um, <laughs> just you hate how. Don't go to the game. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, Shall I say just... on your behalf instead? I just don't like those people that leave, leave at half time when we're 3 0 down, Rich. That's what I was going to say. You know, I think it they're the ones that are really. Be- it was before half time. Sorry, before half time. Um, no, just going to say, fair, real fair play to the club for the um, the prices for, I think, for the next couple of games that they've announced are pretty good. Uh, but particularly the Bolton game, 20 quid a ticket um, for, for, for any adult in any part of the. Um, ground which i just think yeah you know fair play it's nice to to still do that for one or two games i know in the past they've done it and said 
they don't tend to get any more fans in the normal, so they're not going to do it anymore moving moving forward. But to still do it for a couple of games a season, I think is nice. Absolutely fantastic. And Phil Hillsborough, show him that uh, it maybe is one of the reasons why a lot of people can't go. So, yeah, fantastic. Well done. Well done, Wednesday. I'm, I'm really impressed with the, uh, especially with these season tickets that will come out. Really, really super impressed. Uh, right, then, chaps, so uh, we've been waffling on a bit tonight, so let's quickly uh, run through our upcoming fixture, shall we? First of all, the uh, the Villa game. Obviously, Villa have been going quite good guns at the moment, but uh, Mr Bruce has been in the uh, the media saying that he's, he's a little bit disappointed with his his injury issues, um, which obviously is Wednesday fans. Um... <laughs> They've got five <laughs> players out injured. Five players out injured. Hey, Stevie, three times that here. Three times that. See how do you deal with it? Blessing. Wait, wait while your whole first team just completely wiped out. Um, but yes, uh, it is. I don't want to sound awful here, but it is kind of good news for us. Uh, Jack Grealish is out. Um, Albert Doma is out. And uh, I believe that Mr. Snodgrass is still ill as well, which are three players I do hold in quite high regard. So uh, from a, a Wednesday point of view, brilliant. Um, but uh, Villa have been decent this season. I mean, they weren't fantastic last season. Um, we all knew that they were kind of building towards something. Um, but do you guys, especially after the... Um, the, the derby prediction, shall we say. Are you guys looking forward to the match? Do you think we can actually grab something from this game? You just never know, do you? you know, it depends what team to, he puts out for a start. Um, he, even with the plays he's got, they keep shuffling around. Um, you just, you just, we should, we need to be winning these, these games. We really do now. Because otherwise we're going to be starting to look over our shoulders much more than we're on. I've had a look at the league table for the first time in a while tonight. I think we're on 37 and, and it's 29, I think, is the relegation zone. So we're about eight points off it, I think. Um, but it's still it's still slightly unnerving. So we need to be uh, picking up picking up wins, not just points, because points won't keep us up. Are you worried about, because looking at the league table, essentially well, we, are point. Getting, <laughs> we are getting towards a relegation scrap for this season, aren't we? Is that something that you chaps are worried about? I'm, I'm, I'm not worried. Sorry. Yeah, probably the same. I think it's it, sort of like an, a, a blissfully ignorant assumption that we'll have enough and we won't get dragged into it. It's kind of where I'm at. I just kind of keep saying to myself, nah, we, we won't get dragged into a... Nah, we can't, can we? We can't get... Nah, we won't. Um, look, I mean, you know, we, I think we are in the thick of it and, and, and I think... Right now, someone someone put on Twitter earlier, I can't remember who it was, and um, apologies for kind of stealing their thing. Someone just said, normally, um, they kind of, you know, they sort of hate the idea of the season finishing and having a summer without any football. But this season, cannot wait to see the back of it. (laughs) At this stage, right, if you offer me 21st place and we stay up by a point, I'd just take it. Because this season, we just need to write it off we need to dig a massive hole. We need to bury it. Then we need to set fire to the field that we've buried it in. Then we need to get North Korea to <laughs> bomb it, right? Because it's just been, it's been horrible. It's been horrendous. And I don't expect it to get anything other than horrendous for the rest of the season. It, it's just, this is just a horrendous season. And it is about survival. It is just about getting through it, getting to the summer. Um, hopefully by then, 
Jos will have had enough time to figure out what he wants to do in terms of the squad, who who's going to go out, who's going to come in, um, and we can actually start you know seriously rebuilding a squad that that can compete next season. To answer the question, am I am I worried about it? Um, no, but that's not to say that I, I I'm not worried about worrying about it. I don't think that <laughs> makes sense. I, I can Jesus see Christ, I can see a I'm scenario where I, end up, I can see a scenario where I, I do end up worrying about it, but at the moment I'm ignoring that possibility and just thinking, you know what, what we, if, we we will yeah. have we will have enough. It is a problem when what you if, look at games like Aston Villa on Saturday because you think, God, is that is that going to be the game that we get something from? And then you think, well, what's the game after that? Oh, Bristol City away. Ooh, maybe that's not the game we'll get something from either. What's the game after that? Leeds United or, or you know whoever we've got we've got Norwich coming up as well Bolton maybe which is the one you'd look at and think oh, we've got that's, that's probably the one we'd expect to win we said that about Birmingham I mean I don't know I, whatever order the points come in I don't care let's just get enough points and, and let's put this horrendous <laughs> awful season to bed let's just kill it shoot it shoot it in the back of the head <laughs> but all that said, Jay, there is obviously Swansea coming up as well. There is a, a, a possibility that we could be in, in the quarterfinals. There is a possibility. Obviously, we saw what happened with Rochdale and um, and Spurs. Um, obviously, Rochdale are living the dream at the minute. There is a chance that we could be playing Rochdale or Spurs if we get through Swansea. Um, would you like to essentially have that cup run now because it is a gleaming part of the season now isn't it imagine no, if we no 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 if we no, finish 21st no, and win no. the fa cup how amazing yeah. would that be that, yeah it's, no, not, it's um, not happening is it no I'm, I'm fuming about it i'm absolutely fuming about it and it's my own fault it is entirely my own fault uh the if, if we do beat swansea the sixth round game it is sixth round isn't it the sixth round game falls on the weekend where we are supposed to be away at united now, I, I don't generally go to Leeds United away. I don't like the place. I don't like the fans. don't no. like the city. Um, so um, I'm, I've, I've already booked to go away. So I'm on holiday. I'm in Ireland. I'm going to Ireland for St. Patrick's Day. So Are you Irish, it. James? Uh, I am Irish on St. Patrick's Day. Yes, this is true. Oh, for God's um, sake. So I'm get. fuming about it. I'm absolutely fuming about it. So, but if you um, don't go, we're yeah, gonna I win. Hope, I, so hope, it's I hope we get absolutely stuffed on Tuesday uh, night. <laughs> no, you're right. You are, you are right. Actually, it will actually if we beat Swansea, we will beat Tottenham in the next round or Rochdale uh, because I I can't be at the game, so it's absolutely guaranteed. Which is fine. Then we'll be at Wembley. Everyone's happy. I'm hoping, for, we... I'm hoping for a win at Swansea. Spurs Spurs to come to Hillsborough, draw, and then we're gonna Wembley. Oh, I can it's, make it's the replay. That'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you're yeah. not allowed to go, Jake. It's that simple. I'm sorry, but for FA oh. Cup games now, you are barred. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just go into next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I'm looking forward to, to, to the Swansea game. I, 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 is it going to be interesting to see what team Jos puts out? It's going to be interesting to see what team Carlos puts out as well, because uh, I think both managers have agreed that um, it's not ideal having a, a second fixture. Carlos did make the point um, whilst on the television that they they should be able to agree between themselves that uh, shall we just go to penalties to, to, to save another game? Because I don't think Carlos has obviously he's got priorities with keeping yeah. Swansea in the Premier League, hasn't he? No one um, wanted I, a replay. Um, no, can, but... can I ask you both a couple of quiz questions here? These are your Sheffield Wednesday pub quiz questions for 
tonight. Um, so the first one is obviously the game on Tuesday night is live on the BBC. Can either remember the last time that Sheffield Wednesday were live on the BBC? Which game that was? Oh, chuff me! Uh, Good question. I, I I would imagine it would be maybe one of our European exploits. Uh, it Ooh. is a little more it was, recent. Is it a cup final? It's no? not a cup final. Although, I mean, actually, it sort of was a cup final, but it wasn't actually a cup final. Oh, it's United's cup final, you mean? No, 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 no. No, that's not what I mean. Uh, it was uh, the Crystal Palace home game at oh, Hillsborough last day of the season. Uh, which oh, anyone that, that watched that TV well. uh, remem- <laughs> remembers it for fans attacking the... Um, <laughs> the TV booth until David Hurst turned round and wiggled his finger at them and then they stopped. Um, so your second pub quiz question um, is, when was the last time that Sheffield Wednesday beat a Premier League club in the FA Cup? And, um, and this one really will mess with your head. I'm going to have to abstain from an answer. I, don't, can, I honestly can I ask, can't think. Can I ask a question? Are they a current Premier League club? No. No. It's going to... Um, I don't know. <laughs> I give you 1993 Sheffield United Wembley Stadium. Ah, ah. duck. The last time Sheffield Wednesday beat a Premier League club. So we need to, um, you know, erase that statistic on um, on, on, on Tuesday night. On, on both fronts, we need to erase those two horrible memories. Um, well, actually, the United one was a great memory, but then... I'm the, just keeping it as my good after, memory earlier. The, 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 bit after, the bit that came after it was, um, was, was pretty horrendous. Um, so, yeah, there we go. I believe we are still the 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 last non-league, uh, sorry, non-premiership team, first division team to to win the the league cup, aren't we? Um, from from Rob Rose in in ninety one. How wonderful would it be? If we could be the the last team that that won the FA Cup that wasn't in the Premiership at the same time. Lord Age, um, wake wake up, wake up, oh, wake wakey, come on. on. <laughs> it would be marvellous, though. I wonder if Notts County fans were having this conversation a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking, yeah. you know, well, we could we could go to we could get something. You know, we were and better Rochdale than fans having we the same conversation. Medal yeah. we could go there and get something. Oh, let me dream. Let me dream. This season has been awful. Just let me dream. Um, <laughs> right then, chaps. So that's going to bring us to an end of the uh, podcast for this evening. Eventually, it's been a long one. This one. I apologise, uh, boys and girls. Um, do we have any other little bits before we uh, retire for the evening, gentlemen? Nope. Nope. Fantastic. So, Jamesy, if you want to find you up there on the social medias, where can we do that, Albin? Uh, you can find me at James Marriott. Now, the last Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff that we had, which was against Birmingham, um, oh, which was awful, wasn't it? Um, but, um, uh, yeah, I did, for the first time in a while, I did some kind of live... Uh, pre-match, uh, it's called Twitter Live now, isn't it? Rather than Periscope, but some we'll call it Periscope. Some Periscope videos from the pub, which was mainly aimed at kind of you know exiled Wednesday fans abroad. I appreciate that Wednesday fans over here were like, "Why is this guy just filming himself in the pub?" Um, but it's not really designed for you. It's for fans abroad who are watching it on iFollow that want to kind of get that feel for the for the pre-match um, sort of thing, and that went down quite well. So I'm going to do it again. 
before the Villa game, and um, anyone, I don't know if anyone that listens to the Owls and Merrycast will, uh, will, will know Paddy, uh, who is part of that podcast, part of the New York Owls. He's over for the game on Saturday. So there's going to be a bit of kind of, you know, collaborative um, podcast members, Twitter live periscoping stuff going on. Um, That's a catchy from, title, actually. Yeah, I, like I, I might work on that, actually. It could probably be something <laughs> a little bit better. Uh, but, yeah, keep an eye out. Me and Paddy doing some, um, some, 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 some Twitter live videos with increasing amounts of beer so they'll get funnier as, as, as the day goes on. Fantastic. And if people want to find those, where can we do that, Jamesy? I'll be... Get me on Twitter, at James Marriott. Fantastical. Um, Richie, oh boy, where can people find your bits and bobs over there on the Twitterage? You'll be able to find me at Dickie Owl. Um, I, I also obviously will be at the home game so uh, on Saturday against Villa, so it'll be good to see Paddy. Uh, and, and I will be going down to Swansea next week as well, so I'll be making the 10-hour the round trip in the day, uh, which will be fun. Absolutely. Of course, if you do want to get all of Paddy as well, uh, do whip over there on the Twitterage and uh, look for um, at New York Owls, because it is uh, Paddy that runs the uh, the New York Owls, or should I say was the founder, co-founder, Paddy Rocks. Just get over there and follow Paddy. And uh, obviously, if you listen to the... Um, the Owls Americast as well. You can follow, uh, I'm going to say, Patches, um, proper Twitter as well, if you want to find um, things about bands that wear skinny jeans at uh, Patrick A. Jones, I think, uh, over there on Twitter as well. So please do follow me over there as well. And of course, if you want to get all the meat over there on the Twitter, you can do that at um, Lord H. That's L0RD underscore H. Get all the podcast at TWWcast. Find us on our website at thewednesdayweek.co.uk. I've been practicing J.A. Brownwood. And of course, you get us over there on the YouTubes and everything else as well. It has been an absolute pleasure as always, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so, so much for joining us, especially for this amount of time. Be good. Be safe, and we shall see you real soon. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.